Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods and the good news for Southern California Calico Bass Video. Check it out on my YouTube, Cast and Crank Podcast, and check it out on the Instagram feed. Today we got a guy that has three things in common with me. He's brown, likes drinking beer, and he loves calico fishing. <laughs> um, Juan Acosta, this one was super cool. Uh, Juan is from SoCal and is a big calico fisherman. Not only that... He won the Pro-Am 2020 in the Wild West Bass Trail. So he's a he's a stick, man. And he talks about some of the correlations between um, freshwater and calico to him. So it's cool to hear from a guy that's an actual tournament angler break it down on the freshwater side. And uh, he has a lot of cool stuff he talks about on the Delta as well. Thanks again, Juan. Really appreciate you coming on. Um this month's Patreon is sponsored by DRT USA. They donated four baits. Thank you again, DRT. Really appreciate that. Check out the Patreon. New shirt should be coming, I'm hoping, in the next couple weeks. Um, gosh, what else is going on? We got a, we got something big coming on. I hope next week I can announce it, but it's going to be really cool when it's in December. So that's all I can say. And studio's going to be coming along pretty quickly. We have a lot of great guests coming in. San Clemente Island was awesome. Thanks again, uh, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, the bite was good on the weed list. LK, amazing. And I think that's about it. Um, check out castandcrankpodcast.com and you can um, see some of the merch we have. Check out the YouTube. There's a new video up I want you guys to check out. I said in the beginning. And that is it. Next week will be Big Fish Bullies. I've been waiting to put that one out for a minute. And uh, yeah, we'll be having a lot more guests in uh, November. I'll start working on the studio, put some pictures up in the process. So thanks for listening, guys. Give us a five star review on iTunes if you can. We'd appreciate it. Bye. You know, uh, uh, today I have uh, Juan Acosta. Um, Juan was introduced to me by Danny and Bobby, and when I talked to Juan, something cool came out of it because uh, we started talking. He goes, "Man, I grew up in Long Beach, and I fish calico and sand bass and stuff off of boats. So SoCal inshore fishery, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, talk a little about that. Uh, well, yeah, I grew up in Long Beach." Um, when I first started fishing, you know, my dad kind of got me into it, and we, uh, I mean, we started, we started. Try to keep the mic, like, straight at you, if you don't mind. I'm sorry. This is like, you're recording now, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just try to keep it straight. At, yeah, perfect, All like, right. right now. Yeah, so, you know, like everybody, my dad got me started, and we started with cans and, you know, lying on a can and catching mackerel and bonita and Pier J. And then uh, from there, it kind of, kind of moved on, I got a job at a tackle shop after high school which tackle shop was that it was uh turner's in signal hill oh damn so you're low this is cool because you're a delta crossover where uh people are going to know where you've been working yeah uh, down where we are because we're a little bigger on the socal scene Mm -hmm. but you kind of grew up there correct yeah yeah Yeah. i I was i mean since since i was a little kid yeah all the way till probably i was out of high school oh damn then i got into working at turner's 
and that's that's when I started getting into like the party boats and all that kind of stuff. And I had a buddy that had a boat and used to go to Catalina, fish yellowtail, white sea bass, all that kind of stuff. And that's all I used to do. Um, when I worked at the tackle shop, there's the tackle manager, Chris Johnson, that worked there. He was all into tournament fishing. And, you know, I was, I, I look, I love catching calicos and sand bass and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I used to see him. He used to have all these rods and rigged up and everything with spinner baits. And I was like, dude, yeah. why do you need so many rods for this? <laughs> and like, he's all, no, you got to have them. And I was like kind of curious, but I was in like was really this calico fishing? No, he was actually fishing tournaments okay, for bass. Freshwater, like yeah, ABA like, or something? Like Paris. And, okay. and uh, that's actually when I got on my first bass boat. He was the one who actually took me out. We went to like Paris and, you know, caught some fishing and kind of kind of liked it. But it still wasn't, you know, I was still more locked into the saltwater stuff. And uh, we used to leave the shop, close it at nine o'clock. And we used to go to Grissom Island. Dude, we're You're launch- talking my language right now, dude. Yeah. Really? We used to launch our float tubes <laughs> at night. <laughs> what year was this? This was 2002. This is a big deal because we, we, we go back to... Do you remember uh, Mike Stenbridge? Uh, no, I don't. He had a, had a bait company called Pearl Swim Baits. Um, that, when I was there, it was Fish Trap, Worm King okay. was kind of at the tail end. And then uh, Big Hammer was kind of okay. kind of popping. Uh, so you were, you were flow tubing Grissom. Yeah. We so were, let's break that down a little bit for people that might know, not know... Um, <laughs> it's a little we were launching from the beach yeah we were launching from the little jetty there so oh. we would park and carry our twos and then we'll just launch them there that's and a mission bro it was and then we just go around the island and just catch you know calicos we'll catch sand bass spotted bay bass and every once in a while we'll get like a little white sea bass or something and that so was like, so when you have to launch from the jetty so when we talk about launching from a float tube from the jetty mm-hmm. you got to walk out on the jetty 72nd street right no, this was the one over by Long Beach, by the where they have the races, the indie car okay. stuff. Okay. That was so the, by Queens. Uh, uh, it was just this by little, the Queen Mary, kind of across from the Queen Mary. Across from okay. the Queen Mary. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you would jump out, launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to remember when we're doing flow tubing in the ocean like this, there's all kinds of fucking shit like <laughs> seals. <laughs> there were stuff seals, like yeah. that that would fuck with you. Yeah, and then it, what was cool is like once some of the nights you get that endoglescence of the fluorescent mm-hmm. and like you'll reel your line and you just see like the the glow in the night or you'll catch one and you see it all glow it's kind of cool but yeah it was kind of sketchy too because you'll see a seal here down no, there and for like, sure but you know there's i mean you're in the harbor so it was you're not no sharks no nothing sharks just the seals yeah. might try to fuck with you yeah um so as a tournament angler now and you're a successful tournament angler compare a calico bite to a freshwater bite, like a, a small mouth, a large mouth, what would you compare it to? Uh, I would say, you know, the small mouth is, they're kind of meaner, but, you know, a big, big large mouth, especially like out here on the mm-hmm. grass, you catch a big large mouth in the grass here, it's, it's kind of similar to catching like a big calico in the kelp and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so that's what's kind of, I've tried to, mm-hmm. I tried to correlate with people. I can go, hey, um, think about punching kind of a little bit when you're in the kelp kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of punching right where you're flipping you know whatever you might into yeah. the kelp yeah right the same thing or you're throwing like iron you know on the back of the kelp or something just stuff like that so it's here's kind of similar it it's almost the same i mean it's if i from the transition it wasn't that bad for me like you know i i i've caught a lot of calculus <laughs> i caught them on big swim baits i caught them on iron and all that stuff so what's your coming, pb I want to say about six pounds. Or That's something. good. That's a good fish. We dude. used to catch a lot of a lot of them. You know, like I said, it wasn't just Grissom Island. It was like all through the Long the Beach wide, Harbor. Yeah, all the islands, yeah. Yeah, like you know, you got these little sneaky holes where you will catch a big one. I I've caught real big spotted bay bass too. I caught I don't know how big it was, but one one of them was really big. You would of, know. You can kind of guess to me. Seventy second. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Four or five pounds. That's it. That I believe it. It was big. So at the it. time, I used to fish for those, and you know they don't get very big. And that one, I was at the very end of seventy second, and I threw a big hammer. It was like in a Batesmith color. I don't know, like a yeah. perch color. Yeah. And uh, I was just fishing off the bank, and all of a sudden she hits, and I'm just like, 
God damn! I, I she didn't get me in the rocks, so I was able to get her out. And it's I like got a smallmouth like, bite, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. think a, a, the spotty's kind of mm-hmm. like a smallmouth? Yeah. 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 I know that, and they fight, and I got that thing in. I was like, man, that thing's huge. Got <laughs> so the the, the biggest one I've seen, um, I've heard of is seven, but they're rare. Yeah. No, you know, fours really and five. I believe you, hundred yeah. percent. I, back I think then. I still got a picture. If I find it, I'll, oh, I'll text it to you. Oh, I'd love to be able to post that up, dude. People would trip. I, I mean, I don't look anything like that now. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you look I, way <laughs> fucking more feet at me, fool. Thanks. <laughs> hey, get that uh, mic and bring it a little closer. Like, just pull the whole bitch. Like, there you go. There you go. You want it really up on there. I know All this right, is annoying, good. but like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. You want me to turn it down a little in your headphones? Yeah, you can go down a little bit Okay, more. is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. I had a lot of back. Yeah. So go ahead and talk loud because I in the recording later on it'll be louder, you know, like it'll be perfect. But okay. um, so you have a lot of experience. You all you were doing was uh, calico fishing, spotty spotties, uh, Catalina, inshore stuff. Yeah. Um, when did you get the uh, bug to go starfish tournaments? Well, we my parents moved down down here, which not here, but Watsonville, San, Santa Cruz area, and uh, we made the move. And I knew moving over here, the salt water down here is is not like the SoCal scene. So I was like, well, you know, I could still kind of fish salt water, but it's not the same. You don't have the calicos. You don't have, I mean, you have great halibut fishing, salmon, but I was in salmon and trolling and all that stuff. And, you know, it's nothing like throwing iron over there for barracuda and yellowtails dude, and all that dude, stuff. Dude, this is, this is a really <laughs> cool one because yeah. coming up here and hearing a guy uh that's a, a successful tournament angler go i'm doing what you're doing nick yeah no you know I, that's, that's like, what i used to do, what I do that's why know? i listen to your podcast because you talk about all that yeah. stuff that last one you had i'm just like man i just want to go calico fishing again and <laughs> i'd I'll, love to have you come down hey, we'll go man i'm gonna take you for it but yeah i want to go yeah I, I mean i go every once in a while my buddy will charter a boat and you know but it's not the same, not like the same ha- as that knowing, boat yeah, like the private like, boat, like yeah, a tournament boat, you know? right? Yeah, it's the same thing. I go on the charter, and the guys fish for like yellows for like half an hour, and if they don't buy it, they go rock fishing, and you're just like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, that's just, not what I want to fucking <laughs> no, do. No, I mean that's not not <laughs> what I want to do, but it's, I mean, it's still a good time. But uh, no, that's I love that kind of stuff, and uh, so we moved down here, and uh, all I had was just a small lake nearby, and I figured, well. There's bass in here. There's, which lake was that? It was a small lake called Pinnel Lake. Okay, and you know it's just where I learned how to fish. I learned how to flip. I learned how to do everything. Um, what age was this too, as well? Uh, it was. Uh, I was probably 23. Okay, and then uh, once I once I start doing that, then I start getting into the club stuff, like a club tournament, and then we do. We I got into the local club. And then from there on, it went to team tournaments. And then from team tournaments, it went to, you know, doing some programs. I got my first bass boat. Before that, I used to, just, used to have a little aluminum that got me out there. And I was just putting a lot of time on the water. And uh, once I got my bass boat, then I started fishing some of the bigger stuff. But I was what kind still, of boat did you get? I got a 2004 Ranger, which it, it was brand new. I figured if I'm going to buy one, it better be what I need. Because this was in 2000. 2004. Okay, you it bought it. Brand new. You like yeah. said, I'm into it. That's yeah, it. I said, you know, I, I, this is what I want to do. I, with the club stuff, I started kind of falling in love with, like, the tournament scene where, you know, I just so wanted to it, do it. If you let me rewind a little bit, you said you moved up here at what age? I want to say I was around my 20s. To so like 21? Yeah, 21, we were your parents? 22. Yeah, I was still with my parents. And then... Uh, what made you want to move up here? Like, because you're 20, 21. Did you have a career down there? You're like, hey, not I was really. around my parents? No, I mean, I, I really didn't. I wasn't great at school. And uh, I was working at the tackle shop. I wasn't making very much. I was fishing all the time. And then they just moved and I had to go because I, I couldn't afford to, like, support myself down there. So... I came with them, and then, you know, it was, it was. I had no choice. So, no, no. I, I'm yeah. just wondering what makes you want to come up here. But the crazy thing is, is it took you what, like a year or two to like get hardcore into it? Yeah. Hold on, real quick. Beer, bitch. Get us two beers just to make sure we're ready. <laughs> you like that one? You like beer, bitch? A little, uh, you know Danny like a little, huh? I just got, I just got to know Danny. Yeah, right Danny, now. you know his dad a little. Uh, I know his dad. Yeah, yeah. he made a little bitchy ass beer, bitch. 
I love this dad. <laughs> no, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, thank you, Danny, so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you got here. You fished uh, freshwater for maybe, what, a year? <clears throat> like it was, you were it was more than that. Stuff, it, maybe yeah. two years, maybe? Yeah, two years. And then it just went from club, like I said, to teams. And then, but it was, I mean, it was every day. It wasn't like, you know, I was just fishing on the weekends because I lived close by so i was able to fish every day you got way into it like yeah you were like this is yeah it. this is okay. this is what i want to do and once i i kind of saw what was around me you know there was some really good lakes around where i used to live and then the delta was a couple hours away so we would come here and then try to compete against these guys and you know it was it was a completely different thing this is a big question that i have uh, because no one would know this <coughs> answer except you because you've experienced both. When you got on the Delta and you're like, man, they got tides. Yeah. Well, guess what? When I fished Calico and Sandbass, they got tides. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to correlate those two things together? It, it didn't. I, the tide <laughs> thing, it was, it it was just a complete you. no. Even, even up to now, I mean, I don't, I don't put a lot of time in the tides, you know. I know we're going to have a low tide. We're going to have a high tide. The tournament comes, and you, you're going to fish no matter what. So, But you would you still look at the tide? Like, you know, like, I, for instance, I like fishing calico, like, on an incoming tide uh -huh. to high. So if you know yeah. the tournament's going to be like, okay, Juan, hey, today your incoming tide's at 9 a.m., yeah. uh, you know from 8, you know, 7 to, to, to 9 I'm going to hit that tide on these certain banks. Yeah. Do I, you do that? I do that now. Okay. But, but when I started out here, no, it was just go to the bank and try to catch, like really didn't pay attention to the tide. And that's kind of what hurts people when they come over here. Yeah. You know, you kind of got to pay attention to the tide. If okay. you don't, then you're not going to be as successful. How long did that take you? And I'm sorry that I'm like really going yeah, off no, on tides. Right. This is one thing I've talked about with uh, the Delta guys mm -hmm. and the, the SoCal Calico guys. Where we fish inshore because I fish tournaments yeah. inshore. Um, <clears throat> the same correlation where you got two tides a day, you know, one might be like a high tide at seven mm -hmm. and then a high tide at, you know, seven at night, whatever it might be. Uh, when did that click in together? Where did you have a time where you said, oh, this is like fucking calico and sand bass, dude? Mm -hmm. Did you have a time like that that kind of came to your head? Yeah, it was, it was the switch, you know, you always kind of want to have some kind of water movement all the time mm -hmm. you know you know that the slack is not very good the high you know slack is not going to be very good so as long as you got some kind of movement you're always going to catch fish because those fish you know they relate to the tide they're going to move in they're going to move out and they're always moving so yeah that's that's what you got to kind of how long did it take to. you to, fi to figure that out like man it it took me a while here really yeah it really did because you're used to fishing lakes yeah in the beginning and, right and not and lakes not lakes are a lot easier because once you find a school once you find a group of fish you could just keep going back and forth and you know you don't have to worry about a tide but here those fish move so much you know they could be there w one time and then you come back 30 minutes later and you know they're there or they're not and it's it's all about the tide in here yeah so when when you uh what was the first club thing you kind of like figured out like man i like this i'm getting into it i'm winning what club was that it was uh power valley bass club and then uh then we started doing after that we started doing the like the abas and then one bass some of the team stuff but it was hard i mean we donated a lot of money but we wanted to come out here and compete against you know the the top guys and it was it was real difficult at that time and uh it wasn't until when i moved down here you know i moved to tracy which i'm in the southern part of the delta right now and i'm 15 minutes from a launch ramp where i could put my boat in 30 minutes and i'm already fishing so when i when we made the move well i made the move you know oh did you move uh, from from watsonville i made okay. the move over here what yeah. year was that that was uh almost 10 years ago okay that's yeah. when you were like seriously into it and you're like yeah i gotta move i gotta i gotta yeah my game up. i'm gonna do it change your life you know okay. went divorce and stuff and uh met my wife now and we decided to move down here and i was I'm, i kind of 
planned it that way. <laughs> I was like, well, hey, get rid know. of the old wife, get the good one now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was, <laughs> no, she lived down here, and I was like, well, you know, the, the job well move this way. The job yeah, I was yeah. at wasn't happening, and uh, I was like, well, you know, you got a good job. Let's just kind of keep you going, and then I'll find whatever I need to do. And we're on the Delta, so right. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, it was. And then once I moved down here, then I then that's when I started really getting real serious. So I kind of picked an area which was closest to my house, and then I just started putting as much time as I could in there. So when you moved from the lake to the uh, delta, did you have to figure some new techniques out, or did you learn some new techniques? At no, that? no, no, it was it was it was all the same techniques because you know you kind of know what you're going to get into whatever time of the year it is for instance right now it's late summer kind of getting into fall you you know what kind of baits you're going to throw so you you just got to go out and you put some time and and you know keep keep learning learning the area learning kind of expanding and once you learn the area you kind of expand a little more and and keep going but i told myself i was just going to stick to one area because here you could run i mean you could fish one area and run 20 miles and fish this a is different like, area. This is like calico like, fishing, yeah. like a lot, like yeah. where there's there's a lot of area, like the inshore, oh, yeah. you know, where you can go to the island, you can mm-hmm. go down to Newport, yeah. you can go Paul's up to Verde. Ray, yeah. Palos Verdes, yeah. you know that. I mean, so this is where I, it's great to have you yeah. on for the fans that love calico to go, like, this was the guy mm-hmm. that kind of, <laughs> you made it. You're yeah. all calico, you know, like the uh, yeah, freshwater champion over here, you know, <laughs> like people might not know you, but they uh, will now because you kind of uh, took what we did and mm-hmm. you, you bring it up here. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, when I first started, that was a problem. I was fishing a certain area, then they won't buy it. Then I'll run 20 miles then I'll go all the way over here and I was running all over the place and I just, I never learned anything. So when did it click to go like, I got to learn like, so you're running around, you're running like. 20 miles from your spot and you're going what the fuck am i doing wrong yeah what what's going on it's just you i wasn't winning i was just donating and it's just like all right i need to just stick to an area go in there and and i will put i wouldn't even put gas on my boat i would just launch and put like a few gallons where i know i couldn't run out (laughs) and i was forcing myself because you knew you would run yeah it's like having two beers or (laughs) right (laughs) so now i was forcing myself to just stay in there so when you do that you're fishing two tides so now you're fishing at whatever tide you start fishing at, and now you're fishing a low tide, a high tide, and you're you're staying there. So now you know, okay, on this tide or on the switch, on a low tide, I could do this and catch them. Once the tides start coming in, I could throw some reaction, and then once it gets real high, then you know I could probably throw a worm or throw a frog or whatever. And I was able to kind of learn how to fish a low tide and a high tide, and then once I got to learn that then i kind of started expanding and expanding and expanding and then you start duplicating that kind of stuff you start patterning stuff so that little switch though you're talking about learning mm-hmm. how to fish the high and low uh how did you know what to throw you know like if i went right now i'm not a i'm i'm a mm-hmm. swim bait freshwater fisherman a little mm-hmm. bit not yeah by no means like you like i'm a big calico guy that's all mm-hmm. i do um how did you learn to come over here and go like oh I'm going to start throwing, you know, um, a whopper plopper. I'm going to throw a spinnerbait here. I'm going to throw a buzzbait. How yeah. did you get all those things together? Well, right now with social media, I mean, you, you, you kind of know. And going into any, like, you, you, you do your research and you know what kind of baits get won, what kind of baits are good, mm-hmm. you know, and what time of the year. So for me, I just like keeping it simple. I don't complicate a lot of things. I got... A few colors that I throw, and that's about it. You know, I'm not throwing, I'm not changing all the time. I know the colors I got, that's what I got confidence on, and that's what I'm going to stick with. And if they don't bite, you know, I'm not going to be switching anything. I know they're going to bite it at some time of the day. So if it's uh, like a whopper plopper, if it's a chatterbait, you know, if it's a frog, it's the same frogs every time. I don't, I don't really change it. Unless I like grab one and all of a sudden I start catching, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just stick with this one. But it's all getting the confidence in your head that. You so know, you're more about a confidence uh, on your bait than it is a color. Yeah, like yeah. something like that. So like, say you have like a color. We talk about this color a lot on the podcast. It's mm-hmm. called the Margarita Mutilator. Yeah, uh, that one looks. <laughs> Do you like that one? Here. 
Only on the worm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. Same this is how worm. we check if people are drunk. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we, you know, we like drinking on this podcast, and we've had buddies on, Caesar included, and we'd sit, tell yeah. them to say margarita mutilator when they're drunk, uh-huh. and they can't say it. I don't know if I can say <laughs> it either. <laughs> and I'm not drunk yet. Hey, thank God you're not drunk. But uh, You know, like, you uh, have that confidence uh, color. Yeah. Uh, you're going to stick with that. Even if you, like, hey, I know I'm going to get bit. I can feel it. I can see it. It's going to feel good, even though I know it's probably not the right fucking time of the year. I'm going to do it. It's a, it's a certain tide. They're going to eat it, and that's what I know, and I'm just going to stick with it because, you know, I'll throw it for an hour, and I'm not getting bit. But on that second hour, you get that right tide, and all of a sudden, you got 20, 30 pounds from the boat. And that's when you started learning the tides is when you had right. that three gallons of gas. You went to the mm-hmm. to the spot. Mm-hmm. So did you start doing that more often after you said, hey, I learned this one spot. Yeah. I so got to go de- up and down the river and learn all these spots. So now you you found a little stretch where every time you're launching out of there and you're fishing that same area, every time you go to that same little stretch, you always catch one. Right. So there's a reason why that you're always catching one out of there. So it could be it's a little deeper, you know, it might be hard bottom or something. And now you got to duplicate that. So now I'm going to go down. Oh, that, that spot looks similar to where I always catch that one. And then guess what? You catch another one. And this place here, everything looks the same. Everything really looks the same. It if does. You see it. I've seen it a couple of times. But it, it really isn't. There's certain little stretch and bends and holes and stuff that, you know, attracts those fish. And that's what you got to figure out. Once you figure that out, I got 40, 50 spots like that where I could just go and hit them. And it only takes five casts. I, I go in there, I make five casts, and if they're not biting, I don't catch them. I'm moving so on to the know, next one. So you know, like, by the tide, the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, you know if they're going to bite right off the yeah. bat, five casts. You're back, yeah. not getting bit. If not, you're not nothing. getting bit, you got to okay. kind of keep on moving. That's kind of what I go by. Wow. And once you, once you find them and you start getting bit or you find them and you start catching them, then you were a little late. So if it's a multi-day tournament, I want to be there a little earlier the day before, the day after. And then uh, that way I could catch that same tide and then get them when they started biting. So Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hard one. So you have probably like a ton of... <laughs> Of waypoints on your on your fish finder, like just going here, yeah, here, here. I mean, it's it's not waypoints anymore because I fished the same stuff so for so many years. I mean, we're going on. You 10, just know 10 on years. your mind, like right I know that. that little stretch. I could pull up. It's like, yo, all right, just let me. Like, if I'm fishing a team tournament, I tell him I'm. A, I tell my team partner, I was like, I'm just gonna make three, four casts in here. So don't even like get up or whatever. Just <laughs> no, even not yeah. even a drop of the trolling motor. You're just, just like I, bam, bam, I, I bam. drop it, and then if if it's there, mm-hmm. then I catch it, and then usually it's just one or two fish, and then after that it's done. Then we got to go to the next one. Then you kind of keep keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So, do you have like when you pick apart a, a, a that's a hard one. So if you pick apart a, a spot like that, and you know that works. It's got to be hard to turn that off when it doesn't work because you know, like, man, it should work. So I'm going to go to 50 spots that work like that, but it's not working the whole day. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but a lot of times is like since they move so much, I could hit it on my way to a spot and then come back on the way back out. I might not catch them in the morning, but I'll catch one on, on, that the, way, on the way back because it's a different tide. Yeah. And that fish moved up and you, you kind of intercepted it as it was moving up. They move a lot in here. These fish move up and down all the time, and that's because of the tide, like everything else. The tide tells them what to do. When it's really low, they get hunkered down, and if you noticed out here, there's a lot of grass. There's mm-hmm. a lot of matted grass, and they get buried in there. And once that grass, once that tide starts coming in, and that grass starts kind of getting looser and looser, then they start roaming around. They know it's time to like move and do something, either feed or spawn or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that that's a hard one too as well because you just get stuck in your ways right yeah now the thing is this time of the year it's more current related spot related like i'll, I'll just make like i said three four casts move over, move to the next one i'll have like a flat where i'll just kind of go by and throw a reaction or top water real quick and then keep going now if it was like in the springtime when they're spawning that's a completely different game because they're they're in the area to spawn and they're they're gonna stay there they're not gonna lose they're yeah. gonna leave right right they're gonna keep coming and fish are gonna go and they come and spawn and they're always gonna be there so other than the springtime when they're spawning you know it's uh right now 
you got to move a lot, move a lot, move a lot. But that's when in the springtime is when I kind of slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I'll wait for the tide. Like I'll wait them out. Like you might show up and it's super low and you're like, okay, well, they're not, they're here. Will you wait on a spot? Even if someone's like, like say, say you know that spot's going to bite. Okay. It's a Delta tournament Mm -hmm. and uh, you don't want to give it up. You know, it's going to be fucking perfect. Uh, Will you be like, if I leave, someone might pull into this fucking spot. Yeah, in the springtime, I'm there. I'll you'll just sit on I'll that fucking spot and be like, yeah. "Hey, no, get the fuck out." Because it doesn't take that long. Because <laughs> no, I mean here you know it's, it's big <laughs> enough to where you. I don't. I never have like confrontations or anything. It's it's big enough to, you know, unless it's like a little canal or something where you're, you got three four boats in there. Then it might be, but you can run away from. Then you tell them right off the bat. I'm a cell sider yeah, fool. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a cell sider. <laughs> Recognize. <laughs> But yeah, but I, I mean it's a, it's it's a, it's a crazy one because you know you could have there's so many spots but those certain spots that you want to hit you want to hold, um, and here's another thing is like talk about how big the delta difference is between lakes like it's like a com- it's own completely yeah, different fishery it's, like it's you know? different it's not doesn't compare it's to like the lake. ocean a little you yeah, know like you know part right? of the ocean yeah yeah, yeah I mean. I don't. I, I mean, don't you got compare seals in here, dude. You got a lot of seals Shit. in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure by now most of you guys know I love calico fishing. For me, calico fishing is a perfect game fish. I could hook up my boat and be fishing in 30 minutes. The calico fishery offers easy access. Fish are abundant and local. Plus, there's a great community of anglers who are all about catch and release conservation. So, here's a question. Is calico bass Southern California's most cherished game fish? Is it the most local caught saltwater fish? Have you guys witnessed any changes in the population? Are they getting bigger? Well, I'm sure everyone would like to know. Go to our YouTube at Cast and Crank Podcast, check out the video, and drop a comment below to let me know your thoughts. Or check out the video on the IGTV, leave a comment below. Thanks for listening, guys. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Um, I don't compare it to lakes. I mean, this this thing is just on its own. And, you know, the way I, I tell people is don't don't complicate it. It's not easy. It's not it's not that hard. I mean, people complicate it a lot with baits and just come out, go fishing and then see what happens. Like if I was to tell somebody that was coming out here, just go out and just go fish. Don't worry about the tides. Just kind of go out and 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 see it and kind of get a feel for it. And then then if you're really serious about the Delta, that's when a lot then that's when it gets complicated when you start getting serious in here so for instance if here you gotta you gotta know how to cast if you don't know how to cast you're not gonna do good so when you say that i gotta know how to cast um you gotta pinpoint where you're casting because if you don't you're gonna spook the fish it's gonna be gone correct that's gonna be it all these all these fish set up to ambush Mm -hmm. the way the current comes they all set up with current, same thing with like the calico bass. They yeah, set up dude. the calicos this way. They set you up. You know, you're looking down. See, right. This is why yeah. I'm so happy to but have you on because so you know the way the kelp lays, and it's like, oh, okay. So let's say like we're frog fishing, right? Like this time of the year, you know, it's it's a good frog bite. You need to learn how to put that frog right in that little pocket. You know, if the current's going one way, you need to make sure you cast it and put it nice and quietly. But because most of the time it's going to be a reaction bite. As soon as that frog all of a sudden appears and that fish is there, he's not going to think twice. He's just going to come up and eat it. It's not what color that frog is. Not, that doesn't matter. You put that frog so quietly in there in the little pocket, 
but it suddenly appeared and that fish just crushed it. And those are the bigger fish. Yes. Now, if you don't know how to cast and you're doing these line drives and just splashing in the water. Line drives. I like this one. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to catch those fish. Like a dodger, yeah. huh? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to catch them. You, you got to know how to cast and you got to learn your equipment. And then that's when you're, you're going to be more productive in catching some of these bigger fish. Because these, these fish out here, they're not, they're not stupid. They're pretty smart. Um, so once, once you get your, your techniques good, you're going to be catching a lot more fish. The other part is boat positioning. If you don't know how to position your boat right, going up current or, you know. God, you're, you're, you're touching. Yeah. I just had the 200th episode. Uh, and these guys that are fishing tournament, they're the pros for, for yeah. uh, saltwater. They're going, it's not the bait, it's boat positioning. They think mm. it's boat positioning more it, than the it, bait. Like you got to yeah. position the boat and you'll get the fish that way. So once you get, like, your baits, you already got your confidence baits, right? You don't need to be changing anything. The baits I got on my deck, I'm not changing any of those baits. Those are my web, my tools, and uh, you just got, got to have the right tool for the right, for the right job, right? So if I'm throwing a frog, you know, I got to keep my boat going up current to where I could make that right cast. And once I make the right cast, I got to be ready because once that if he doesn't eat it on the fall or whatever as soon as it drops and then say you got some wind or something now you got a big loop on your line and then you're not paying attention the fish eats and then crushes then you're it <laughs> you're not going to catch them i mean these fish <laughs> they're going to work you right so it's it's a lot i mean it's a lot but it's a lot of little things that make that go a long way so just being prepared every time making sure that every cast you're you're always ready that's gonna that's gonna go a long ways and then your boat's got to be at the right spot you know you don't you don't want to run up into the grass one of the one of the things that uh a lot of my friends make fun of me but you know i i, I keep doing this <laughs> i love hearing this shit <laughs> go on so <laughs> it's one of my pet peeves that uh, just it pisses, I can tell pisses really me off ready for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go up and i've seen them do it and it just like i just like shake my head they go up to tournament day whatever we're, we're all pumped up ready to go we're going to the first spot where we're going to catch the biggest one of the lake right they pull up to the island on a tule berm or whatever they get in they turn the boat off they run right on it and they grab their trolling motor and they just land it that thing just goes clunk, clunk. and i'm just like Man, you just told that fish that we were here. Like, that trolling motor slammed so hard into the bow of the boat. It made so much noise. That big one just swam off into the deep channel, and you're not going to catch that guy. So what I do, if it's one of my best spots, I'm going to stop 20 yards before. I'm going to kill my big motor out. I'm going to grab my trolling motor, grab my foot, and put it as slowly as I can where it doesn't make any noise. I'll put it on low and then just slow slowly creep up on it and that's that's gonna go a long ways i mean it's just i agree things, i agree 100 you know? like there's tough times that i've like it, there, there's a little fucking things like that that you don't think of it, that might help so much it's it's a you lot of it's a lot of little things and it's yeah. with everything it's not yeah. just with calico it might yeah. be with you know whatever mm -hmm. tournament you're fishing you're right. doing yeah you know no yeah and you know if you don't i do that all the time and you know i'm pretty successful doing it but you know you guys could prove me wrong and you know they'll slam it or whatever and catch a six pounder or whatever it, it, it'll but happen it's your, but it's those little but little it's just nuances for me that for you for me that that helps makes me that you feel correct. Yeah, correct you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah um when did you start like uh putting it all together so like i know you're a very successful tournament angler i know you won some tournaments uh talk about some of your your big wins that you're proud of uh well i i would say i've won I think three pro ams out here. On most, most of most of the wins I've had have been here on on the river. Okay. And uh, you know I won Wild West pro am. That's a big last year. man. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a big one. Thanks. That was one of the. I mean, kind of what you shoot for. You want to win on your home body, and it's so hard to do out here because <laughs> this place it's it's just it changes all the time, and it, to win here it's you know. What did it take you to get to that one to that win you had? You know, like what did you, what were you doing that whole year? Was there something that changed? Was there something that you like a click in your head and you're like, oh, I fucking got it now. This is it. You know. You know, well, that whole season kind of, kind of was like a. 
I don't know how to explain it, but you know, we have the season starts and there's three tournaments and then a championship. So as uh, the first tournament was Lake Shasta and Lake Shasta, I like fishing there. You catch a lot of numbers and stuff, but I, I just never like done well in there. Mm -hmm. You know, I always try to go for it and I always kind of struggle or I lose a big one or whatever. And this year I ended up catching a check. I was in the top 10 after they won. And then I kind of stumbled a little bit. Well, this was last year. And then uh, I ended up cashing a check. So once you kind of cash a check and by fishing like Wild was West. Was that your first like big check you cashed? No, no. That was just going into last year's season. Okay, right. And, you know, you cash a check and in Wild West you double your money. So, all right. So you, you pay your entry fee for the next one. And the next one was uh, New Maloney's. And I learned how to fit lake fish before I moved to the Delta. So I, I know how to fish lakes pretty good. We fished Maloney's. I ended up, ended up the tournament in second place. So I was like, well, I mean, second place. I made a good <laughs> chunk of money. I'm good. Like, I just paid my whole year. <laughs> right. And then a place I don't even fish. <laughs> you know, I've been there like three times. So I, I figured the pattern out there, and I, I ended up in so second. So what does it take, though, like when you talk about – you figured the pattern out. What did you have to do if you don't mind giving it up a little? No, like, no. I mean, what were you doing? Like, what? So, you, you know, you, you especially not fishing a lake. So what did you actually do to break it down? So, you know, you got your practice days, right? So in practice days, I know that water temperature, I know what the fish are going to be doing somewhat. So I know they weren't going to be spawning, but I know they're going to move up. So what I did is I just went down the shallows and started looking for fish, visually seeing them. So I, I was able to find like a couple coves where they were moving up. They weren't spawning yet, but they were just kind of hanging out, hanging yeah, out okay. and kind of making out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start right here. So I started out and I was in practice. I was catching them on a small, like shaky headworm and I was catching some nice ones, but I didn't think I had enough to, you know, compete or have a good tournament. After day one, you know, I, I caught a limit. And then the last very 10 minutes, I go by the launch ramp and I had 10 minutes to kill. And I was like, there's a boulder right there. I'm going to throw it. So I throw my shaky head in there and one swims off with it. It's a five pounder. I was oh, like, last minute. Dude. I was like, hell yeah. What size line? I was only using like six pound test. That scared the shit out of you? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I got her. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. So, you know, day one goes by and I'm sitting top 10. And then... uh the second day, I do the same thing. You know, I start in the same area, and, and it worked out. I caught another, like, three-pounder, and it was enough to get me into the top ten. Once you make the top ten, then, you know, you're, you can't go any lower than tenth. So you kind of yeah. got to gamble. Well, the weather came in. These multi-day tournaments, you know, something always going to change. And that's what you got to realize. If you don't know that what the weather's going to be or – you know, because I started doing the same thing on on the third day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what with I'm the doing. weather. With the weather coming so it in, got cold, was it, cold it got colder okay. and it rained a little bit. All right. And uh, I wasn't catching them, and I'm just like, it's not happening. And I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta do something. And that's kind of what you gotta realize. Once you, you know that it's not happening, you gotta start doing something else. So when the weather came in, I'm like, well, it's kind of cloudy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go throw. In practice, I found an area where there were a lot of fish suspended yeah. in like 40 feet of water. I was like, I'm going to go check those fish, see if those deeper ones want to go. So I go pull in there, and I look at my graph, and they're just everywhere. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what to throw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to throw an A-rig. So I throw an A-rig, and we, I just started catching them. What kind of A-rig do you like using? I used the Booyah, the Flash Mob Jr. Really? Oh, yeah. I love that one. Flash I mean, Mob. You know, I use yeah. it with salt water, dude. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's, a, it's a perfect. That's cheap, a great A-rig. Yeah. And it catches them. So I was throwing that. What kind of heads were you using on this? Uh, I throw uh, some of the Picasso heads on there. Because they're another great head. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so the only problem was I only had one A-ring. Oh, fuck. So oh, um, man. I catch like a three-pounder, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm getting them pretty good. And what size line are you using? I love all these little details. I use braid. I use, Straight braid? Yeah, I use 50-pound braid. Oh, okay. Straight. All right. I don't, I don't mess around. And then uh, I hook another big one, and it, it comes off. And I looked, and it rips my wire out. Oh. And I'm just like, man. 
but you know i was still kind of good because i had like 15 pounds so i was like you know i had a good tournament so you know we weigh in and i ended up in in second place nice. so i was like all right well you know i had a good tournament now we're now we're going to the delta now we're going to the back, my backyard and uh so i was i was pumped on that well we come here and on day one i was catching a lot of fish like in practice i was catching a lot of like keeper fish i wasn't catching any big ones but i was catching like nice ones yeah and uh so day one goes and i i think i had 19 pounds for day one so i was sitting in the top 10 after day one um day two i kind of do the same thing i'm throwing a chatterbait and i'm throwing a frog and you know i get my limit somewhat early and later in the day i'm like man it's just i just need to catch figure out how to catch a big one so i i go start punching and then i catch like a four pounder like late in the day and i was like well that one i think that one got me in the top 10. yeah so i made the top 10 and i was like all right well now i'm back in the top 10 i don't got nothing to lose so and I was sitting in ninth place. And I was like, well, I could only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> so here in this place, you know where the big, biggest fish live. Like if you fish here a lot, you know certain when areas. When you say you know, what does that mean? Like you know, you know because you've type caught of them. Tide no, the you know that okay. the, the areas, there's certain areas where the big ones live in here. And they're hard to catch. You know, everything's got to go right. But say I'm fishing a tournament and I catch 20 pounds, right? 20 pounds out here is not really going to do a whole lot. You need that big eight or nine pounder. Lot, I yeah. mean, but if you catch it, catch it early in the tournament, it's like, all right, now I got to go catch an eight or a nine or a 10. So you, you go to those areas, right? To where you're not going to get many bites. But if you do get a bite, it's going to be that you're one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of what I told myself on that, on that last day. I was like, well, I caught that one punching, so that's all I'm going to do. So I, I started kind of the same thing, caught a limit, wasn't very much. And then the tide, here's where the tide was going to bottom out. So it was morning, then it bottomed out, then right around noon it was going to start kicking in. So I kind of like waited till the tide really actually started moving. And uh, I took my co-angler to see if he could catch some fish, and uh, he caught a few and I was like, all right, we need to go. Like, so nah. at this time, when you say you take your co-angler, you know you got a full bag. Yeah, I got a you limit. You don't need to worry about it. You mm -hmm. have a decent limit. You kind of want to put him on just to, like, almost use him as a tool, right? Yeah, I mean. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you're going to say, like, if you can catch them, I just want to see if you're going to catch them on this bait. Um, go over there. No, it was more like you only got so much time. I only got going to give you 30 minutes to catch your limit because once I go <laughs> do what I'm going to do, you're going to have a hard time yeah. catching yeah. a fish okay. because I'm going to punch all day. Yeah. And, you know, when you're punching, you're kind of picking everything apart. And it's hard for them to because you're right on the mat. Mm -hmm. The boat's like a, the mat's on the side of the boat. And they could either go backwards or they could start punching. But you're kind of like punching in front yeah, of them. So yeah. you're getting first pick at everything. So the tight switched. And I was like, all right, we're going to go punch it now. I go to the spot where I, ha I hooked that nice one the day before. I catch a six pounder. I'm like, all right. Almost. <laughs> I was like, got her. All right. So I was like, well, now I'm going to go. I'm going to run 20 miles. I know where the big ones live. And if it happens, you know, we're going to get them. So we pull up and uh, start punching again. Seven pounder. And I was like, Fuck. okay. Now, now we're kind of looking pretty good. Catch like another five. And then I catch like a four. And then after that, it was just, that was it. So I think I ended up with 20, 21 pounds or something okay. for the last day. And I barely beat, like, one of my best friends that was leading the tournament. And I beat him by ounces. That was first. That was first place. You took first. I took first place on that one, yeah. Were and you completely shocked? Were you like, I was. I can't fucking believe this. I mean, I'm shaking. It's like, when you when you fish. This is your even, first? Is this your first big? So what tournament was, series was it? Uh, Wild West Bass Patrol. And Wild this was your first big mm -hmm. finish? Yeah. This was like, you know, they, they do the TV thing. They do all the everything. So it's it's a big deal. And uh, I'm there, and then I, I pull up to the ramp, and I, I asked him. I was like, because I knew he was going to win. Like, mm -hmm. he was he had a really big lead, and he, he, he was on the right fish because I, kn I knew what he was doing. Who was it you beat? Uh, Hunter Schlander. Okay. Yeah, he's a real good friend of mine. All right. And uh, 
So we pull up and then he parks next to me and I'm just like, how'd you do? And he's just like kind of shaking his head. And I was like, oh, he's like, how'd you do? I was like, I got like 21. And he's like, it's going to be close. <laughs> and, was, and now at this time, I'm just like, you know, it's my turn. Because I truly believe when it's your turn, you can't do anything wrong. And those decisions that I made throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't planning I'm on doing on the tournament. It wasn't on my game plan. But it was just one of those instincts type of deal. Yeah. That you follow your gut and it works out. And so I, I truly believe that when it's your turn, you can't do anything wrong. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I ended up barely beating him. So I was like, all right, Damn. man, I'm stoked. I finally won one. I don't have to worry. I don't care if I don't win anything else. <laughs> you I already won, won right here That's in my, wanted, my huh? backyard. You know, nobody yeah. could take that away from me. And uh, so the next, the next tournament after that, it's, uh, it was uh, the, at Clear Lake, the, the championship. It's a hard one. Yeah. Right. And it was, it was in a tough time of the year in the fall. And uh, so I didn't really find a whole lot in practice. I start, I start day one, and uh, I was cranking a lot of fish down that tournament. And then all of a sudden, I'm in fifth place. And I was like, well, that, that's pretty good. You know, I, I'm stoked that I'm in fifth place. It wasn't taking a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we go out day two, and I kind of catch the same amount of weight 18 19 pounds now i'm leading the tournament so now i'm leading the championship and i'm just like man you know is it gonna happen because now we're fishing for a brand new bass cat <laughs> it's not it's not 18. and you're like hey i want one yeah. of those. i mean ready. it's there like you see it yeah and it's like you could take it home if you win it and uh we go out the set that i make the top 10 i'm leading the thing and i'm just like man this is this is this is cool and you know I caught them the biggest weight I've caught in, after, in the day three, but uh, John Pearl ended up, you know, catching them really good that oh, last no day, way. and uh, he ended up. I think he caught like a twenty-six pound bag on the last day. What did you have? What was your bag? Mine. I had 22, 22 pounds, which is a great bag. It, right? it was. I mean, I, yeah. We were. It was taking only eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. The le the first two days, but that last day, you know, it just it it took. It, and I'm like in my head, I'm just like. After kind of mid-morning, I only got four fish, but like two are like six-pounders and like yeah. four and a five or something. That's like, a great – two six-pounders? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't catch number five. Yeah. And I was – and I had them on three times and I lost them. And then, big fish. Yeah, they were big. And then uh, the last 20 minutes, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to weigh in four fish. It, mm -hmm. it is what it is. But I got – like 22 pounds for almost like four fish Damn, so we got that one you'd have been so why well, I, I was like well last chance it was like a, one of the a pipe that was on the way back and i was like all right i'm gonna stop right here and throw my drop shot with the margarita me later <laughs> <laughs> what, what color was it again <laughs> margarita me later <laughs> <laughs> i love it dude this is our new that's gonna be the new thing on every podcast margarita me later <laughs> yeah and uh it i throw it in there swims off with it it's Oh. It's a 13 incher. I get it in the boat, so I get a limit, but it just, you know, it, Not was, it was too late. It was in the So right you went 23 pounds? Yeah. All right. It, and uh, ended up in third. Okay. The, the guy in second barely squeezed me out. But, wow. you know, it was, it was such a great season. And that, when you get on a rhythm like that. So was that your best season to date? Yeah. Yeah. Especially so on a higher level. And what year was that? This was last year. So this has been, you, you felt like you, you put it together now. This is it. Yeah. And that's taking you, what, 10 years? Yeah. How old are you right now? Um, 44. Okay. So it's taking you like a while. You've been fishing tournaments for a long time. Yeah. Um, you, mm -hmm. uh, here's a question for, for me. I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but you get those guys that will just fish one tournament. Mm -hmm. They'll fuck the whole tournament series up, right? Mm -hmm. They could. It depends. You know what I'm saying? So like, say when I fish a tournament, um, we get five. Yeah. And someone's really good at Long Beach in mm -hmm. Harbor, okay? Yeah. And they come and they fuck it up because they're really good. Yeah. And they kick everyone down. Does that happen in the tournament series with you guys? Um, there's some where a lot of guys will cherry pick mm -hmm. a certain tournament. So for here, you know, if there's a big tournament coming in, a lot mm -hmm. of the locals will jump into that. Um, what a lot of these circuits are doing now is where you got to lock lock Four yourself in. Or something. 
Yeah, you got to put your deposit for all tournaments. That's great. When the season before the season starts, mm -hmm. so they'll have like a lock it in type deal where, you know, if you want to fish the whole season. But it was happening previously, right? Yeah, yeah. For these events, for and would Wild it fuck West you guys up a little? Like some, because I'm sure you got some sticks that would just come fuck it up on the delta. Yeah, but it's not. It's like I said, it's not that easy. I mean, you got even for me, it's not like every every tournament. I'm not gonna win any tournament. I'm not gonna do good every tournament. You know, you fish yeah. to win. But it's so hard here because of the, for of the, the tides. tides. Yeah. Who just, do you, who do you think? There's a couple of dudes that that are hammers on the Delta. So I know I've heard the term Delta hammers. Who are guys you go like, man? Those are the hammers on the Delta. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. A lot of them. Name a couple, you know, just because like, I want to. You, know, you know, the I mean, Bobby Barrick. Okay. He, he's he, he's lives in Texas now, but that yeah. dude like really knew the Delta, and he's fished it like pretty much all his life yeah you know that guy you know i looked up to him and you know he's yeah a I've, i know exactly and, who he is you yeah. know d thomas you know those those yeah. guys like that and they, i mean they they fish here for years years and you know what you, about you dude you fish against where you're like wow these guys are like they, yeah no there's shit. there there's there's a lot of them and it, it all it's all like they have their little stretches like you know, one guy will win for a year and he'll be like really good and you can't beat him. <laughs> right. And then next year it'll be a different guy. Does that make you feel like the fish pattern? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like where they pattern, they go, oh, this guy's beating you for a year because he's got this one bait that's working on all these tides mm -hmm. that kicks your ass. I don't you know think for here, I don't think it's a, it's not a special spot. It's not. Everybody thinks like, oh, he's got the secret spot where they're all there and he just catches them. It's not the seat. It's not a special bait either. I mean, yeah, you you could have a bait, and if you got confidence, you're gonna you're gonna catch them. It's just moving a lot, and just using the right bait for the area that you're fishing. It's it's what it's for me. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't take you right now and say, okay, I'm gonna go take you to my secret <laughs> hole, and you're gonna catch <laughs> ten pounders on every cast. Well, I hope you could. Yeah, come I on. wish. <laughs> I wish. Fuck. No, everything, everything's, it's all, you yeah. know, angles, cast, casting right, like I said before, boat positioning, and then just moving around and fishing a bunch of different spots that you already know where you've caught big ones before. Yeah. And then just, just keep duplicating that. And throughout the course of a tournament day, it's going to have, you're going to get your shot at a couple big ones because there's a lot of big ones in there. There's, there's a lot of big fish, so you're always going to get a shot at a couple now. If you put them in the boat, you're going to do good. Different, if you yeah. don't, <laughs> Different story then now. you would have, could have. Um, what's your PB out of the Delta? Uh, 11, 11 and change. During tournament or no? Uh, I caught one on a Wednesday nighter that was 11 pounds. I caught actually two. See, this is what I'm <clears> talking <throat> about with the tournament series. Mm. Wednesday nighter, how many guys show up? This year, they had like... 60 average because you know they have those in the summertime they just ended we actually ended up winning the tlc for that do you guys did huh? yeah and uh so they start like around may and every wednesday from three o'clock to nine or whatever so fun huh like oh just, dude it's i go out and i fill my boat up with beer and my buddy and <laughs> we go out and if now, we catch hey, him we catch him i'm gonna fucking move up here you're you're <laughs> talking my language you, Juan. you come i on might start being a freshwater guy you talk about this beer shit <laughs> on a wednesday you can come down <laughs> in the summer it. and i'll I take fucking you out love it dude <laughs> um so another thing that uh i want you to talk about is your phoenix guy yeah uh, this podcast is sponsored by phoenix rods and i want a couple recommendations for you so what I want is your uh, punch rod, okay, crankbait rod. All right, and um, let me think of one that I like. Jerkbait rod. How about that? All right, um, and give me a breakdown on what line you use, a reel, yeah, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I got in with Phoenix early this season. So I've, I've been with them for a full season, almost okay. a full season, and because uh, you use some rods that I hate. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, because I fish spotties. Uh -huh. I'm using the featherweight okay. on spotties, yeah. and it don't work the same. You would yeah. think it would work, you know? Yeah. No, I use, <laughs> I like, you know, I, 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 got a, I got a bunch of them from Vince Borges. Okay. You yeah. Know, he was the one I, yeah. I talked Vince, to, and he's guy. the one who got me the sponsorship through him. Yeah. And uh, 
So I got a bunch of them in. I just kind of been messing with them and trying to find the right ones. I actually just posted on my social media. That's what I was cranking. The, the ones I, I really at like. Some of this stuff you yeah. like. And I'm like, you yeah. like the featherweight? Please break it down. I'd love yeah, to hear about so that. that. For the frog is that that seven three. You I like really that like thing. that one. Yeah. Oh it's, wow. It's, okay. It's, it's slide and the tips. It's it's got a a heavy tip a little bit and I could walk the frog a lot easier. Okay. And then when I when I load up on a big one. It, it's got no problem bringing it in. Yeah. So, and it's, it's light enough to where I could throw it all day. That's the yeah. key. So right like out here, we'll have, they, they got frog tournaments where we'll fish two days throwing a frog. And then, you know, if we practice, it's like three, four days. And all you're doing is just throwing that frog all day, every, all day. And, you know. Which is a crazy little uh, thing, too, is I went fishing with Danny and Caesar mm -hmm. uh, last time I came here in May. Yeah. And uh, watching Danny from his dad fish the frog, I'm sure he learned a lot. They don't fish it like so. To me, they fish it. Cra He's so accurate with that frog. That's you guys, this is your thing up here is the frog. That's what I mean about right? learn, you know learning how to like yeah. knowing how to cast. Yeah, dude. It, it, he was so accurate with yeah, throwing that to. frog. Was like wow. You have to if you want to catch like the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could yeah, you could throw. There's there'll be a big grass mat or something. You could throw it as far as you can and reel it in, walk it, whatever, and catch. A three but he wasn't doing it like that. No, it wasn't no, no, like no. that. It was I, like, I never catch big ones like so that. So he was he no. was going on little holes or little that, like yeah. yeah. And, and I, he was throwing the frog. And I'm like, you're throwing it open water. He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's I, that's how I fucking use it. You know, like in little corners or little you know like yeah. And that's that's the way you frog fish out here. And you you'll you'll find a big grass flat or a big flat or something. Mm -hmm. I catch a lot of them in open water, a tule wall or something where you put it nice and quietly on that tule wall and it sits there and you, you just let it sit You love that there. quiet. That's your thing. Yeah. Huh? It's got to be nice and quiet when it all of a sudden appears and then. <laughs> Silencio Acosta, just like fucking, uh, what's uh, that movie? Uh, Nacho Libre, bro. <laughs> Look at he's I even got him laughing. That's your new name. <laughs> That's your new nickname if you fish. Silencio. <laughs> No, you, you, you got to go still. You got to be real <laughs> quiet. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way you fish. And being patient with it, too. Because a lot of times they're not going to eat it on that initial drop there. But if you let it sit there and just be patient, you could get them to bite it. And that's how I catch a lot of my big fish. Especially yeah, but I think that, that, that noise thing, too, is, mm -hmm. is a big, even though we're fucking around, like, it makes a big difference, dude. Like, making sure you're quiet, mm -hmm. stealth. Yeah. Uh, you might scare something away. And Who it's, knows? it's, 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 it applies for every, all types of fishing. It's not just here. You know, as long as you, you're good at casting, you're making that right cast over a certain rock or, you know, it could be a big swim bait or something where you got to cast over it, let it hit the bottom and slow over roll the boiler, it. Whatever it might be. Right. You know, like you know, you're throwing over a boiler or something. You got to, you got to position the boat. You got to make that right cast. And it's all the, the little things that go a long ways in, everything and all all of fishing and if yeah. you can you could be good at all of that then everything make, it makes it so much easier oh, i agree yeah so um so back to the rod breakdown because someone's gonna go like you're yeah. gonna break the rods down <laughs> you didn't okay what the no. fuck rod uh, do you like so i i i got the re i used to recon for punching great rod. i, I got That's a, a great 805 rod, and a 761 okay and i i use both of them the 805 has got a little bit more parabolic bend, and I like using that for like a one ounce weight and mm -hmm. fishing hydrilla. That that one I could really lean into them, and it's not it's not as stiff. Uh, the seven six is the the little heavier one, and that one's a lot easier to throw like that two ounce weight. Okay. Because it doesn't wear you out. Yeah. The eight the 805 will wear you out if you throw a two ounce. Every time you, you flip, <laughs> it bends, and, and you're it's parabolic, just, you, too parabolic, you're kind of. using your wrist, and you're yeah. going to get worn out. All right. And, uh, but both of them are really good rods, and that's, that's the only two I punch with. So I got those two. I use 65-pound Seaguar uh, Smackdown braid, and, they, oh, also, nice. and I also, they also have, like, a flipping braid that I, okay. that I use. So I just keep it at 65 on both of them. Mm -hmm. And... Um, um, like the frog rod was this that seven three feather uh the chatterbait rod I, I posted that one that one's like one of my favorites now because i before i used to use the glass rod and now i started using that because phoenix x14 it was uh 
it was the recon the okay. 744 you like the recon for yeah. your chatter oh mm -hmm. that's a great recommendation yeah that's that's the one i'm throwing my chatter okay. at now so before it was a glass rod yeah and then once i got with phoenix i i sampled a few and that's the one i that really that's the closest to a glass rod because i i really like throwing a okay. glass rod before so and that's that's the one that i've been throwing a chatter nice. for for a while um as far as like rip baits and stuff you know i use their x series so the x13 the 12 they're all they're all different for, for jerk baits and rip baits for for jerk baits no for jerk baits so I, they got the x9 i think it's the one i'm throwing the you lighter like that one. really yeah i well it depends on where you, you like that at. treble hook rod yeah oh okay because if i'm fishing like a shasta or somewhere like yeah. a deep reservoir i don't want a stiff rod or anything i want something where where they grab it it's so parabolic and mushy yeah, where they they're you're not going to pull the hooks oh, off oh nice yeah. um the that x14 for a deep diving crankbait is probably one of the best rods nice. i've ever thrown and you could launch that that <laughs> crankbait <laughs> i love that rod too i have an x14 15. yeah, yeah uh for deep divers for calico mm -hmm. so um yeah. Let's plug your sponsors. You have any other sponsors you want to plug? Uh, yeah, no, I got I got quite a few. I got a uh, Coyote Bait and Tackle, which is a tackle shop in San Good Jose. Old Mickey, he's supposed yeah, to come on, but he yeah. got real busy. Yeah, so we're gonna have him on. I, was I think just in with the next him yesterday. Months. Yeah, yeah, great dude. I, uh, no, I love Mickey, Denise, and all the all yeah. the boys there. They just yeah. they they have an awesome shop in there, and uh, uh, Genesis Graphics. I got my boats wrapped by them. <coughs> you know, I have the big Genesis on the side of my yeah. boat. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's the one who wrapped my boat and he sponsors me and, you know, he, they do a good job and they're, they're out of Elk Grove and they, Great. they not just do boats, they do cars, everything. Everything, okay. clear bras and all that stuff. Um, I mean, I got hook apparel that they helped me out. Yeah, oh, like nice, said, dude. Seagar line, uh, Wu Tungsten, you know, I use their weights, you know, they, they got good weights and they don't, they're real durable. They don't chip uh dual realis you know nice dave's inside he yeah he's a really good friend of mine and you know i've used their dual deep diving crankbaits their square bills their you know like the spy baits and all yeah. that stuff yeah they make they make a great product spy baits i love this yeah <laughs> i still haven't gotten into those things yet you know <laughs> i'll just fish out here i mean soon enough <laughs> but yeah no that's coming yeah you know we got some tlc's coming in some of the lakes so nice i'll be using those uh, Mercury, you know, I've been Mercury on my second year now, so nice, yeah, dude. I run them. I run the two-stroke still, but uh, two-stroke. That's uh, bulletproof. Wow. That thing, yeah. What size? It's a two fifty. Wow, you're uh, jamming. You're beating everyone out of the whole shot, huh? Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the best one. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. No. And uh, I think it's pretty much it. Phoenix, come on, and give Phoenix. him a give him a yeah, big no, shout out. No, Vince and Phoenix Rod. Yeah. Man. No, I'm super happy with them. I'm. I'm happy with the rods and i'm gonna be placing a another order here soon and uh, uh that's kind of what i posted there because i wanted to kind of get everybody's input on what they use and stuff so as we get into fall you know i could get some of like the jig rods and the spoon rods and all yeah. that kind of stuff you need to get some uh service iron rods too bro yeah that i got one yeah <laughs> Which i got one, one did you get? i can't remember it's like a Is jig it nine iron or nine? i think so yeah yeah i got it at coyote because i when i went over there i was like man i gotta at least have one you got you gotta come down and we'll yeah. go fish calico one day no I'll, uh I'll, when you're down there if you're going visiting family whatever let me know, man. We'll go fish calico out of my boat, and uh, yeah, no, I could go. You'll, you'll have fun, dude. I could go anytime. I'll, I'm I'm gonna call you because I yeah. really want to go. I'm and, down, you know, dude. I, we got plenty of dudes that love to take you out. Yeah, no, and it's the same thing. If, you know, we'll trade or whatever. If you want to come out here, you could give me a call. Hey, and, all I want is a podcast from you, bro. Yeah, That's it. It's good enough. It. <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you, Juan. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for uh, breaking down this mm. whole deal with. Uh, uh, these cali we have a lot of calico fishermen that love this and you kind of are the crossover you came from uh, socal to norcal yeah. and you did it yeah no, so I hey mean, congrats too out. on all your wins Appreciate i hope to it. see you do some big shit this year man i hope so too all right take care dude thanks man.